Welcome to the Frequency 49 show. I'm Paul McDonald alongside Kev Nalen and Deepak Gohill. Hello, guys. Hi, Paul. Hi, guys. The sky is falling. It's the end of the world. But that's enough of the 49ers season so far. We're already in week 10. Where's the season gone? Oh, yeah, down the toilet. Um, where was I? Oh, yeah, week 10. The 49ers are on the road this weekend, heading to the University of Phoenix Stadium to take on divisional rivals, the Arizona Cardinals. Outmanned, outgunned, Kev, can we at least be competitive in this game and for a full game instead of falling over ourselves somewhere near the half? Can we? <laughs> Possibly. Will we? Unlikely. But there again, the Cardinals aren't any great shakes this season. They were NFC favourites to get to the... Um, Super Bowl at the start of the season and they've made an abysmal job of backing that up um, they've had a couple of good games but most of the time they've been pretty poor um, yeah. not quite as poor as we are but they're second in our division and they've still got a losing record as well mm. they're only two games ahead of the 49ers right now they've got a record of three and four the 49ers record of course is one and seven we are nailed to the bottom of our division this game won't change that even if we were to win, but it would at least give us a little bit of hope, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, it would. But uh, look, let's be honest. Uh, Arizona, if you look at it in the grand scheme of things, they are a pretty mediocre side. You know, they're not contending to to be in the playoffs. You know, they might disagree, but they're not. Yeah, we've sort of stayed in the game until some act of lunacy or suicide or something along those lines that has rendered the game unreachable for us. So, yeah, on paper, of course, it's winnable, but, you know, Arizona's not really been a happy hunting ground for us, guys, has it? It hasn't. Um, offensively, Arizona are, I think it's something like 60 yards ahead of the 49ers. It's not a lot, really, um, but... You know, they, they are ahead, whichever way you look at it. Uh, the 49ers lead the all-time series, 29 wins to 21 for Arizona. We've been leading series all the way through the season and still seem to be losing games. The last meeting, unfortunately, was a 33-21 to win uh, for the Cardinals. That was in Santa Clara in Week 5 on Thursday Night Football. Um, I read earlier in an interview that Kaepernick felt that this game last year, Arizona on the road, was the worst game of his career. Um, let's hope that this game doesn't outdo it. Uh, the Cardinals said there's currently 3-4-1 and one, um, second place. They're actually tied, aren't they, for second place with the Los Angeles Rams. We're, we're missing quite a few players again. Eric Armstead's been put on injured reserve, uh, so he, he's pretty much gone for the rest of the season now, isn't he? Um, we don't know what the situation is going to be with Carlos Hyde. With with the way Duan Harris played last week, can we afford to not bring back Carlos Hyde again for this week's game? Yes, yeah, certainly. If he's not fully fit, then why would you bring him back? Because mm. I think I said on Monday about Armstead, that if he was properly injured, then put him on injured reserve. Yeah, There's no yeah. point in playing players if they're not fully fit. A spit, there might be a reason to play them if we were say five and three and challenging but when we're one and seven and not then it's just a um, exercise in futility to put injured players on the pitch and subject them to the chance of making that injury worse I, I agree Kev if he's if he's not fit he's he's not fit you know and 
you've got to remember what are we really playing for? Are we trying to polish a turd? Are we really trying to get some forward progress f to rebuild? And I don't think we are really rebuilding in any way, shape, or form because we just don't have the personnel either on the field or off the field to, to facilitate that. So we're just playing out a season. You know, we're just. We're just there. Treading water, yeah. treading water. Yeah, we're just if fulfilling a schedule list. That's all we're doing right now. Let's say Carlos Hyde is fit to play. So we've, we've, we've gone through the not fit to play and no one in their right minds would play him if he's not fit to play. Let's say he is fit to play. Again, with the way Duan Harris played last week, he had a pretty good game. Would you start Duan Harris and maybe have... Carlos Hyde as his backup. Would you give Carlos Hyde another week? Because um, you've you've not only got rest, have uh, you've not only got recovery, you've got rest as well. I think it all largely depends on the fitness of Carlos Hyde. You know, if he's a hundred percent and he's done enough in training during the week to to show Chip Kelly that he can he can take the starting job, then um, then let him. But I don't like it when players lose their their the starting position just because of their name. You know, it happened to Alex Smith. He lost his starting job because he got injured. No other reason. And he never he never played again in a meaningful role, you know. So it, unless Carlos Hyde is 100% fit, healthy, and he's done the graft in training and all the, all the other good stuff, then um, I don't see any reason why Harris shouldn't start. Uh, looking at the Cardinals themselves, David Johnson is leading their rushing stats with 705 yards for the season. However, last week against the Carolina Panthers, he was held to just 24 yards. He could, he, could he be the 100-yard rusher? Quite, quite easily. He got 100 against us last time. What we need to ask ourselves is if we got a 100-yard rusher, you know, are we... I mean, we have an awful rushing attack and we have an awful passing attack. This is the very reason why we are so awful. Um, do we know how many yards Duane Harris rushed for last week? Uh, don't have the stats to hand. I'm just, I'm just looking at them now. Um, Duane Harris has got 98 yards total on 21 attempts. Um, I that all, that wasn't all in last week's game, though. Um, we'll see if we can do some research and find those stats. It'll be it'll be in the stats pack, so I'm just going to have a look at that now. Right, you do that. Um, what can we what can we look forward to, if anything, in this game? Well, like I said before, I don't think uh, a win is is completely impossible. I don't think it's it's well out of our remit simply because the Cardinals are terrible as well. Plus, I also think that Arizona are going to think that, let's be honest, that this is a gimme, you know, and it, and it is in many ways. And if they, um, if they don't treat us with the necessary respect in it, and, and we happen to, to find some kind of momentum, then um, Arizona are going to be in for a game, you know. Do you think this could be the game that we hoped last week against the New Orleans Saints was going to be? When we when we discussed the the schedule at the beginning of the season, uh, Kev, you in particular, you had last week's game down as a win for the 49ers, didn't you? And on paper, we could have beaten them. Do you think this game could be the game that that game should have been? This is going to be is it this Kaepernick's fourth game back? So at the start of the season, this was the what this was one I had as down of no chance of winning, but as I've already mentioned. 
the Cardinals are not anywhere near the team they were last season. They're yeah. misfiring all over the place. So yeah. it is one of those where we could pick up the possibility of somehow miraculously scraping a second win for the season together. Mm. Even though it's a game that's on the road. Even though it's a game on the road. If they take us too lightly and we can actually rack up more than 21 minutes um, time of possession, then we can pr- pr- probably ask them a few questions. To do that, to rack up more than 21 minutes of offence, we are going to have to start converting third downs. We're going to have to start extending drives, aren't we? Uh, we discussed this in the, the review of the Saints game. It's no good having Chip Kelly's high-speed offence if the high-speed offence isn't converting downs into first downs. That, that, that's what we need. And we, then we can accept the high-speed offence that Chip Kelly's brought as long as we're moving down the field. But when the team are on the, uh, when the, team are on the pitch for a total of one minute, meaning the defence is getting one minute's rest, that's not going to work. We need that to stop and we need the offence to be performing better to give our, frankly, undermanned defence the rest that they're going to need to possibly stop a 100-yard rusher. Yeah, I mean, you sort of nailed it there. Chip Kelly's offence works if you can keep the, the ball moving and the chains moving. And the problem is we're not doing that, but we're still running the same offence, which is why sort of Kelly's come on my radar a bit, because he's doing the classic thing of trying the same thing getting the same result, but hoping for a different outcome. And, you know, he, he, he's he got to understand and take stock at some point that this defence is knackered. It's on the field almost all game long. And he's, he's got to help them. You know, he, I know he's an offensive-minded coach, but a football team does not win with just its offence. You need your defence in there, and you need your defence to get an opportunity to get a, some rest and recover a little bit and go back at it again. But his offense is not not only not allowing the defense to rest, but it's also, you know, it's just not working in any other facet. So the problem now is why is he continuing to persist with this when clearly it's just not working? Yeah. Do you think he has the ability to slow the game down and take it out of Chip Kelly's speed and put it into every other coach's speed if you like well he's an NFL coach you'd think he would have a plethora of different coaching techniques available to him you know you'd think that he would have more than one trick that he can pull out of the hat to save his team you, you, so I would be baffled if he didn't well the question I'm asking myself is why isn't he you know yeah when he was at Oregon um, I'll, I'll hold my hands up I'll be honest I don't watch the college game Um but when he was at Oregon, was it the same there? Was it all high-speed offense there? Uh, to be honest, I never watched much of the... I think it's a Pac-10 that they play in. Um, but but Oregon did enjoy great successes, you know, um, under Kelly. And they were a very exciting team to watch. But, you know, what's his name? The guy from Alabama, Nick Saban, even he tried out in the NFL. The NFL is completely different to college. It's completely different. It's not even the same thing in any way, shape, or form, you know. Uh, but that being said, you know, there, there are quite a few college coaches that have made it in the NFL, but Kelly, I think it will probably find a permanent home back in the college game. 
I, 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 I can't see him sticking it out in the NFL. Don't forget, when we appointed him, nobody wanted him. Absolutely nobody was after him. Not one team wanted him. I think we've uh, spent enough looking at this game for uh, for now. Um, Kev, should we have a recap of the pick six? Uh, you can do. Do you want Harris's stats for the last game? Yes, definitely. Okay, so rushing, he was 10 attempts for 59 yards. So nice 5.9 yard average. And he also chipped in. That, that's high, it isn't is, it? That's, yeah. high. that's pretty good. Yeah, it is good. It's very good indeed. And then he chipped in with five receptions for 83 yards as well, including one that was the 47-yard touchdown. So he's been productive. Although saying that, 5.9 is being high. Kaepernick's averaging 7.9 at the moment. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's crazy, isn't it? Where For a running quarterback, though. Because if you, if you look at the, the top two all-time rushing averages that qualified, they are Michael Vick and Randall Cunningham who made their QB game about their running ability. So as a running QB, you expect to have a high average yard. And his is is quite high. But uh, again, you know, you can't deny Kaepernick's stats. I mean, they are what they are. The numbers are there in black and white. You know, he had a decent game. But he needs to do that all the time, not just over one half. And he needs to do it game in, game out. He did slip into some... Woeful passes um, after the fumble at the one-yard line. Whether that was sort of I don't what demoralization set in, or I don't know, but his passing was markedly different before that to after that. We had balls hitting the ground. Uh, we had footballs hitting the ground. Um, I think that could be a case of um, him trying to too hard. Because we've just had a fumble on the one-yard line. After a long drive, we've missed out on the points. He's gone back out and he's got the mentality, right, need to, need to get a score. We need to do well. And he's gone and he's trying too hard and he's, his timing's out and his rhythm's out because he's trying too hard. So that's a possibility in that kind of situation. And I agree, Kev. You can't fault his ambition for wanting us to get straight back into a scoring position ASAP, you know. I'm not going to ask you to give me a prediction on the score or to pick your winner or loser because I know that we are in the pick six this week. Okay. So, quick recap on the pick six from last week. We had no one manage the full pick six. The uh, Lions' surprise victory at the Vikings kind of kiboshed that for everybody. And that happened to be one of only two I managed to get right. You did well getting two this week. I know, it's an improvement on the previous week, yeah. So we had four (laughs) people with five. So we had Andy Smith, Dan Turl, Mark Baylor and Simon Holdsworth. And we had our third bagel of the season. Uh, James Waters managed to join the um, role of bagel eaters. Ah, James, they're up there in Scotland. Well done on getting a bagel this week, (laughs) So as already mentioned, I got two, but then um, Deepak, Paul and Brian got three each this week. Overall, Andy Smith has joined David Foster and Mark Leon on the top, at the top of the table on 33. Just one point ahead of there's a couple of others. There's someone further back on 31. And then there's a whole raft of people on 30, including Brian. Paul's on 28. Deepak's on 26. And I'm on 21. And miraculously, I'm not the worst person who's 
picked every week. Hey. <laughs> How many points did you get last season? Off the top of my head, I don't know. I'd have to find out. We'll have to look into it. I mean, to be fair, it was a shortened season last season, wasn't it, for us? I think we had... Did we did we cover 10 games last season? 10 or 11, yes. Yeah, so it, it now would actually be a very good time to uh, to find yes. out how many yeah to how many find out how many points you had last week. Last year, we'll do that. We'll do that. That's that as well. Yeah, last year, not last week. Um, we'll do that for next week, yep. shall we? I'll have a look, and then we can cool. compare as well. Same amount of games so far this season against what we had last season. Yeah, yeah. So I think the averages are slightly worse this season. Really? Oh God. Okay. <laughs> We're going backwards. Everything. Is, Where does that remind you of? Everything is worse this season. Come on, even we suck. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's 2016 as a whole, yes. Yeah. Okay, so moving on to week 10. So the six games that were chosen this week, we've got three of the early starts. So the Falcons at the Eagles, Chiefs at the Panthers, and the Vikings at the Redskins. And then in the later evening slot, we've got three games there as well. Dolphins at the Chargers, the 49ers at the Cardinals, and the Cowboys at the Steelers. So, game one is the Falcons at the Eagles. Paul? Uh, Falcons travelling on the road into Philadelphia. It's going to be damn cold in Philadelphia this time of year. Um, Philadelphia, bottom of their division. It is quite tight, the NFC East, though. Uh, Atlanta's the top of theirs. Everything says you've got to go for an Atlanta win on that one, I think. Okay, Deepak. And I'd be inclined to agree. I think Atlanta are picking up um, some really good wins and they're the, the strong. Um, yeah, they'll, they'll win. Yeah, and I have to agree with you, which will probably put the jinx on it. So, yeah, I've gone for the Falcons as well. So, game two, the Chiefs at the Panthers, Deepak. Chiefs at the Panthers. Sorry, Panthers, Carolina. Yeah, uh, yeah Kansas City. I think they'll win it Paul uh, Carolina are not the team in any way shape or form that they were last season they've been quite another surprise I think um, in the NFC they just uh, the bottom's just fallen out of their game Kansas Alex Smith is I don't know whether he's expected to start this week or not um, so if he's not it's going to be Nick Foles again Ooh, I think it's going to be a Kansas Kansas Chiefs win away in Carolina. I'm quite worrying, worrying for the both of you is I agree with both of you again. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Deepak, Deepak, now you know why this year the averages are down. Yes, there's far too many people agreeing with me, yes. <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there. Everybody sucks in 2016. <laughs> Game three is the Vikings at the Redskins, Paul. Minnesota Vikings at the Washington Redskins. Not really much in the way of difference how they're playing. Um, Washington have got the edge on the stats and the game is in Washington. I don't think Minnesota are going to recover from the defeat last week, so I'm going to go Redskins at home. Okay, Deepak. Great with Paul. I think Washington, um, they're playing with a bit of confidence and they're winning games. So, yeah, I agree. I'm with Paul. I think the Redskins will win. So you'll both be pleased to know I have not picked the Redskins. This is my tie of the week as, once again, the severe 
lack of being able to kick field goals well by either side <laughs> will mean that this will end up as another tie and the Redskins will be the first team to have two ties in the season since 1973. Game four, the Dolphins at the Chargers. Deepak. Dolphins at the Chargers in the meaningless bowl, I would poof. See, this is the thing. San Diego knackers everything up because they're not supposed to be in the NFL. They're just a waste of a franchise. Uh, um, you know what? Everything in my head says Miami will win this, and then I will sit back and watch as San Diego systematically tear them a new one. So with that said, I am still going to say Miami will win this. <laughs> Paul? These teams have got very similar records. Miami's 4-4, four and four, San Diego's 4-5. and five. Mm. All the stats have got San Diego ahead, so I'm going to give them the home field advantage, I think. So, unfortunately for Paul... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no! I've, I've gone with the charges, although technically I've, I've gone with Philip Rivers as he continues to carry them to a resemblance of a average season, despite the rest of the team being utter dross. But I've gone for the Chargers, with them being at home. Game five, and it's us at the Cardinals. Paul? We've spent a long time discussing this game. Again, with a lot of the games that we've played this season, there are reasons to think that we have a chance. And I've got to... I've got to hope that we don't go with eight straight losses. So I'm going to go 49ers to win. With 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 my fingers, my toes and everything else crossed. Okay, Deepak. Well, uh, this is probably one of the most conflicting predictions I've had to make. Uh, I've reached the stage now where my head is actually going to say, yes, it is a winnable game, but you're not going to win it. And my heart is like, yeah, but we're the 49ers. We're supposed to beat Arizona. I think I'm going to listen to my head. I don't think we will. I don't think our team is motivated enough to win football games when you see them joking around in the locker room after after the loss on Sunday. So I am going to go with uh, Arizona to my eternal shame. Sorry. Boo. Sorry. I'm going, to, I'm going to go with the 49ers. Yay! Kev, I love you. Can I change my mind? I'll <laughs> <laughs> um, resist the temptation to say any of the uh, memes Around that, I was just going to go for the 49ers because I want the 49ers to win. Oh, I want them to win. I, I just don't think we have enough oomph. You know what this is? You, you, Kev, you know what this is? Deepak's playing the league for real. Yeah, to be, to be fair, there's no <laughs> point in me trying to play the league for real. Well, actually, wait, wait, <laughs> wait, wait, wait a second. And me neither. So, I, you know what? <laughs> look, look, my, my head, I listen to it all the time. I'm going to listen to my heart. Screw that. Put me down for the Niners to win this. <laughs> We've turned him. You have. You've turned me because I'm having a crisis of conscience here and I don't like it very much at all. So, yeah. Deepak, you've just been shamed into picking the 49ers. I, I have, actually. <laughs> I, I, I actually have been shamed into picking the 49ers. I want to, but my head is saying, dude, they're not going to do it. You know, what part of this do you not understand? And whilst it's everything, there's also no part of it I understand. So... But Deepak, your head also thinks that running marathons is a good idea. Well, well there you go. I rest my case. You know. <laughs> <laughs> okay then, game six: Cowboys at the Steelers. Uh, Deepak, 
tasty game. I think um, I think Dallas are going to win it. I think they're improving game by game. And also remember, this is a very strong traditional rivalry type game as well. Over the seventies, they used to hate each other's guts. Uh, I think. Where is it again? Is it in Dallas or Pittsburgh? It's I think it's in it's Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah. I mean, the crowd are going to be up for it, but I think Dallas have. I think they're going to nudge this one. Kills me to say it because I hate Dallas, but there you go. Okay. Cool. Dallas are such a strong team at the moment. I was looking at. Um, I was looking at how the teams were lined up for possible Super Bowl runs. And I've got to say, and I, I know it's easy to say because they've got the best record at the moment. Dallas are looking pretty good for the Super Bowl at the moment. And how crazy would it be to have a Dallas a Cowboys Raiders Super Bowl? Yeah. That 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 would be the the most grey Super Bowl ever. Let me ask this question. Okay, if it came to that, who do you root for? Raiders, without who? a shadow of a doubt. The referees. So, seriously, I, I would also oh. go for the Raiders. It, it wouldn't yeah. even be a second I, thought for me. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't. I could never. Um, I could never root for the Dallas Cowboys to win a Super Bowl, um, but I could see. I can see them getting there um, because they are. They are playing so well. I mean, and they bought tickets. Already. The combination of Dak Prescott and, and Ezekiel Elliott has been devastating this season. Interestingly, um, Jerry Jones has said that he is expecting Tony Romo to come back into this Woo! squad. I. I don't see the point. No. I really don't see the point. When you've got a rookie quarterback like Dak Prescott who is performing the way he is and is hitting, um, when he's hitting Des Bryant so well, when he's hitting Jason Witten so well, and you've got Ezekiel Elliott in their backfield running so well, I don't see the point. If, if they make changes and bring Tony Romo in, they won't get to the Super Bowl. I can guarantee that. Hang on. Um, Wait a second. Because this has now got shades of Alex Smith getting injured, Kaepernick taking over, and then well, that's right, and, yeah. and then Smith is back. Um, but, there is, but the difference is, Tony Romo's a geriatric. True. Alex Smith wasn't. Alex Smith was came back and was still a very young quarterback so it's not you know it's, it's not quite the same um and tony romo is the um perennial sick note isn't he so but having said that there was a, there, no this conversation i'm finding it intriguing would you how would you feel about romo coming to us as a free agent then if he can't get a job somewhere else no no because of his injury list why bring in Yet another. He's going to play two games if we're lucky, and then collapse and collapse on the field with another back issue or a hip issue or an ACL. Um, I I wouldn't risk I, I wouldn't risk the team on somebody like Tony Romo. I think he's done in the NFL now. But most of our players are injured anyway. I don't know. I wonder if it might be worth a punt. I personally wouldn't, but I could see why it would be if that makes sense. Would Tony Romo come in and do any better than Gabbert, Kaepernick, or uh, than either of them has, or whether Ponder might do with the players that we've got? I don't think he would do any better. Well, you said the P word. You said Ponder. So we haven't seen what he can do yet. 
But yeah, but um, I said, but he can't do he can't do worse than Kaepernick's done. Well, this is the thing. Have we come to that stage now where we're happy to settle for someone who's not as bad as somebody else? You know, I agree with you. He couldn't do any worse. But just to steady the ship a little bit with his experience, extensive sideline experience, I'd like to add, maybe he could be uh, he could bring something to the club. I don't know. I think I don't know. I think if we had a reasonable draft pick and got a, a higher end quarterback in the draft pick, then having Romo as a free agent to mentor. A, yeah, absolutely. A absolutely, would be a brilliant idea, as opposed to bringing a rookie in and who you're mentoring, Cap, Gabbert, Honda, mm. whoever. That's the that's the only kind of situation I'd really like to see him come in under. So what we're now saying is that we would rather have Romo mentor a high draft choice QB than Cap or Gabbert because I am totally cool with that 100 percent. yeah you know yeah definitely yeah, yeah yeah i'm totally down with that there we have it then interesting yeah. sorry to stretch that right. a little bit but what what was the original question again oh yeah who's gonna win <laughs> dallas <laughs> we went around the houses on that one didn't I we? dallas so i think it was a it was an interesting uh interesting sideline anyway hmm. so you'll both be pleased to know i've gone for the steelers Mainly for the fact it's against my religion to pick the Cowboys, and I understand that. Mm-hmm. Yes, and uh, you you have your uh, you have your standards. Yes, <laughs> and that wraps up the pick six for this week. And that wraps it up for this Dallas Cowboys appreciation podcast. <laughs> 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 That's it for the episode. Thanks to AudioNautics.com for the music. Thanks to Rob Newell, James Little, Mark Lyon, Kev Nail, and Andrew Mitchell, Cavix, Reno, Gav Sutton, and Graham Ross for all the work they do on the group and on the show. Please, guys, when you're getting your picks in, make sure it is nice and early to help Kev and to help Andrew sort in the pick six uh, choices out. And please, please make sure that you put the names of the teams in properly because if you don't, it really does screw the system up. And what it's going to mean from now on is if you don't put the name in properly, your pick will not count. I know it's harsh, but these guys are doing a great job for us. They're doing it for free. Um, we have a great league going. It's all good fun, so let's make it as easy on them as possible. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Frequency49 and on Facebook. Search the Frequency49 show. It is time to say goodbye, boys. Goodbye, boys. Bye, everyone. Uh, on behalf of Kev Nalen and Deepak Gohill, I've been Paul MacDonald. You've been the audience, and this has been the Frequency49 show. Bye for now. Bye.